Hey Fadies, I'm DM Brad and this is a special episode of The Fate of Ison in which we get to know a little bit more about our newest character, Arcus the Cloud Demon. I had a really good chat with Jules Daniel, the fun and effervescent comedian who brings Arcus to life so we can really get a good and proper look at them and what makes them tick. Right, without any further ado, here's Jules Daniel, aka Arcus. So yeah, I mean, I guess we could sort of start with the things that we have established already. Right. Um, like, uh, their name is Arcus. They are a cloud demon, which, I mean, we can get into what that brings to mind for you and stuff like I, As you know, I got some art commissioned. So that's mm. just one artist interpretation of it. And I, I, saw the, I saw your cartoonish interpretation of it too, which was really cool. Which is something like out of Steven Universe or um, <laughs> Adventure Time or something like that. Uh, I, it is, I do kind of have a start style like that, which is I've been drawing characters like that since I was in high school like when Adventure Time was really big so sort of before Western Animation really got into doing that but it's sort of based off like chibis I guess and my anime roots <laughs> yeah well yeah that came across in what you showed me and it's something mm. that I didn't even fathom for the <laughs> like because in my head the the world is it looks a certain way and the, and the, the, the citizens of the world look a certain way um, I guess like a certain animation style and you brought something that I didn't consider and wouldn't have considered in a million years, but now that I've seen it, I'm like, of course that's what they look like. <laughs> like why, why, like they're from another realm. Why would they have to conform to the same type of line style and everything that everyone else does? <laughs> why wouldn't their head be an actual cloud instead of being like just a, a normal person who's sort of cloudish? There's something I feel like has always missed opportunities in like. Uh sci-fi with aliens and stuff people always seem to make characters like very uh solidly humanoid in some way and i'm like but they're, they're an insect creature <laughs> like why are you giving them titties you know yeah i i saw a, a post on twitter actually yesterday about something similar it wasn't necessarily about um the the whole not making things human-like it was about specifically like women orientated it was saying like why do women in video games have to be represented like typical like quote-unquote sexy human women Mm. even when they're not and they said there's uh they showed this picture of um like a character from overwatch i've never played overwatch but there was like an alien robot with no connection to earth whatsoever but it was very feminine and it had like a human face and like metallic body but with like the hourglass figure and it was like yeah that does make no sense why would that why would it be like that <laughs> i feel like that shows up a lot like mass effect does it with like you get the male creatures of the species look real like they can be any sort of shape and size and anything and then every female character is just like hourglass <laughs> Yeah, even in what was I? Uh, oh, Inside Out, that kids' film, the yeah. Pixar one, with the characters inside the brain. So there are like their emotions, their manifestations of emotions. And the guy, like the anger one, is basically a square, and the fear guy is like this long pole. And then, even though there is some like variation, joy and uh, sadness both look very feminine. And yeah, uh, no, I, I like why can't they be a triangle? You know. <laughs> Or a cloud. Or a cloud. <laughs> yeah, so uh, well, 
basically all we know is that they're from another realm it's uh, like a weather based realm um, you and I can get into what their backstory is a little bit if you want so I mean we can we can spitball here and back and forward um, like what what they did back in that world if what the system was like is it basically like an earth system where there's you know an economy and jobs and houses or is it very nebulous where things just sort of float in and out of being like some sort mm. of system we can't we human earth mortals can't even comprehend are there relationships are there you know who knows we, we i think we established that uh, gender is fluid because it, everyone is made of mist so they are literally fluid yeah everyone's yeah the gender's fluid and also like um like i think i made a joke that ark is using they them pronouns because they're literally comprised of multiple droplets of water yeah. <laughs> no one can argue with it because it's actual yeah, that was very good um <laughs> and um yeah we... so i think probably everyone's referred to it like that yeah, and there's also there's a religion called the water cycle, like worshiping the water cycle. Mm. Um, it's the circle of water. <laughs> so how does that manifest in in the world? Like, what does the water cycle actually mean for the people of that world? Um, I, I reckon it's it's a bit like uh, reincarnation for them. <laughs> Okay, so it's like a long, it's a long game thing. It's not just like things are constantly cycling in real time. Yeah, I mean, oh, okay. What is the lifespan? Uh, What's the lifespan? I wonder if time moves differently for the clouds or in the cloud universe comparatively, because that's a thing that like different demon worlds working at different um sort of times so you can go into there and it like spends a lot of time so it could be like a slow process for the clouds but then when we see the water cycle it's a relatively fast process okay yeah i like that so i mean so we as mortals wouldn't really be able to comprehend exactly how long it's actually taking but to us it might look like you know a lot your lifespan is a day you're like, mm. you're like what are you talking about we live ten thousand years what do you want about right and they're eternal so well i mean yeah i guess they would have to be eternal in some form or yeah well isn't isn't it true that like human beings like every cell in our body like regenerate one by one and so like every seven years you're like a whole different person than you were before is, is that yes thing? i believe i believe that's true it could be a, a folk tale but i have heard it <laughs> um <laughs> uh yeah like a thing like that or just like everyone starts off as I'm trying to remember my um whatever grade science it was that did the water cycle hey, everyone starts off uh on earth in the ocean maybe and then gets transported into oh wait haven't thought this through yet maybe they evaporate um, just enough to lift out of the water and become semi yeah. semi-corporeal as a mist it would be cool if there was like um in the demon realm there's like a pool of water like only one and because we got lots of oceans and stuff but if there was just like one central pool of water that everyone came from and went back to that is wicked <laughs> is wicked. Um, so yeah, one one thing I said to you when we first introduced the character is that the realm you're from is primarily of Tratora, the god of weather and elements. Mm. Um, but 
it will also have a an influence from one or more of the other gods um so i mean we could decide who that is i mean that could help shape the way this world works to see what other gods are involved totally um, i could throw some of those at you um sure see how you improv <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, so some of the ones that we've had in the podcast already is we've had um, Brun, the god of order. Um, we've had Haydet, the god of knowledge. Uh, he's the one with the pack and say voice. Um, <laughs> we've had Sorgamul, the god of death and destruction and war and basically killing, killing shit. Um, there is uh, Kashtar, the god of life. So it sounds like there's a bit of life going on with the water cycle. Yeah. Um, but since it's kind of always changing, uh, it could also be uh, the god of chaos. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm also, nothing if not chaotic. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's also lies uh, and deception. There's truth and honor. Um, what have we missed? There's... Uh, the god of power which is one that mortals don't know about it's sort of like the long kept secret um who have I missed there should be 12 in total <laughs> missed M-I-S-T oh. <laughs> oh, uh, hang on life death uh, chaos order deception truth power knowledge power oh dreams um, mm. oh and bah, 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 I'm falling short and this is my own world I've built and now I'm disgusted with myself <laughs> I'm going to have to refer to my own wiki <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh that's alright you can't be expected to remember all of these things um, it feeds into the life and plants and water cycle um, and dreams being clouds and stuff I guess kind of makes sense I kind of imagine the world to be like um uh, like that stereotypical sort of castle floating in the in the sky of clouds. Okay. It's like a, a big kingdom or something. Like it's like the top of Mount Olympus, right? Where all of the gods reside and yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And it probably moves around. I mean I guess so like the gods are like the royalty sort of of the castle or something like that. The hierarchy. It wouldn't be a, a democratic system, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and the other two that I forgot are... Um, I've just forgotten again. No, uh, commu- community and, uh, like, prosperity. Okay. And um, suffering and loneliness and plague. <laughs> and basically the things that the world is going through right now. <laughs> ah. Oh, I wrote loneliness, but L-O-A-N, which is also... <laughs> Well, the economy is in shambles so yeah. um, life sure is a time i definitely believe in um stocks and market and uh looks at smudged writing on hand uh, cap- capitalism <laughs> cannibalism is that a- <laughs> capital letters something mm, yeah capital letters <laughs> no um, i'm just sick i can't um <laughs> so the uh, yeah okay so it's it's mainly weather and elements, but with a little bit of life and dreams. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I like that. Because, yeah, the way that the sort of the planar hierarchy works is that there are like the, there are 12 gods and each of them has their own 
like one realm all to themselves that's like completely their domain mm. um but then there are the like there are thousands and thousands of sub realms where there's like where they all sort of intermingle in little amounts and there could be like mostly this one and a little bit of this one there could be these three fighting it out for control that sort of thing um and there's there's only one realm where all 12 are equally present and that's Isen, the, the main material realm nice that's where things have enough life for life to happen and enough death that life doesn't overflow and there's enough chaos that things change but enough order that things don't get out of hand and shit like that well there are probably we could do it so that there are um a couple of the cloud kingdoms that each rev- uh, revolve around a certain deity oh yeah so like uh, a wither and elements plus life and they fight it out with a wither and elements plus death <laughs> yeah that's cool. life versus dreams versus uh chaos would probably be good as well or maybe order i don't know i don't know if chaos or order suits um water more or the the cycle of clouds and yeah. it all follows a certain i don't know two sides of a coin right yeah <laughs> chaos and um, chaos and order are <laughs> but this is i'm getting this picture in my head of like american like high school football teams and they sort of <laughs> There's like there's twelve of them, and they all each have a mascot who's like a slightly different version of the exact same thing. It's like a, a black cloud, and one's like a pink cloud, and one's like, um, and they just fight it out. Uh, oh, I love that. <laughs> they have their warriors, <laughs> their um, uh, champions. Yeah. So, what is sort of day to day life like? Do you think for Arcus? Like, and you have complete freedom to decide this. Um, I kind of like the idea of Arcus kind of having this little bit... I mean, he's obvi- they're obviously quite naive. I kind of like the idea of them having this kind of... Uh, oh, gosh, what's it called? I think it's Oscar Wilde, the little prince. I was like... Or is it... Or maybe I'm just thinking about the Buddha story. But, you know, that whole thing where it's like someone comes from a position of privilege and they haven't really noticed suffering or, like, anything bad going on and then they come out into the world and it's sort of Arcus's first ex- like you know he's going up and hugging everyone it's sort of his first experience of people being bad and not doing the right things and and seeing what's going on so maybe he was a part of the arist arist aristocracy <laughs> yeah capitalism <laughs> capitalism no <laughs> that one was on purpose this one's just because i'm dyslexic <laughs> um <laughs> yes the um aristocracy and um yeah sort of experiencing having to do things for himself and <laughs> seeing other people go through things that he didn't realize or even consider before okay so the the current attitude that we've seen is basically sort of like wide-eyed um in wonder at this new world that they've been un- unwittingly dragged into yeah um and they've been like quite positive and, and hugging things and having like positive interactions even in the face of adversity um mm. <laughs> having a warrior saying like i'm going to kill you and you're like here's a hug uh, <laughs> i don't know what that means what's death to a cloud <laughs> yeah, true um do you think that since they came from a position of privilege in the um, aristocracy of their realm that once they start to grow in confidence in this new world that that some of that sense of privilege would start to come back like would the wide-eyed go away and and get replaced do you think i mean that can all come out in role play but i mean is that Um, nugget still in them yeah (laughs) yeah i think i think we'll probably get to a point where they just like 
to a certain extent we can get away with it but because um he doesn't uh, they don't really need to like eat or anything (laughs) i don't think (laughs) right if he's if they're a cloud then maybe like some sort of substance so it's not like they need people waiting on them hand and foot for everything but i definitely think he can be like yeah let's do the (laughs) let's let's do this thing even though it's like incredibly much harder for you because it's going to be easier for me let's all just mist through these bars (laughs) i can why can't you you peasant right it doesn't assist unless like explicitly asked to help (laughs) why what (laughs) can't you just do it where is your slave (laughs) (laughs) where are your water imps (laughs) you know yeah where are the droplets yeah water water imps do you think that your world has things that aren't like the humanoid version of like the ruling class the the dominant species are there animals are there beasts are there like other you know quote unquote lesser creatures yeah i think there are little like cloud creatures that material like you know you see cloud formations in the sky and they can be anything right but um maybe they're not like incredibly permanent okay so you might have like a puppy this week but it sort of fades away and (laughs) you can you can pull together cloud from the from the uh building to like build a puppy for yourself because you're lonely (laughs) but if you don't like maintain it or keep it together it will like evaporate apart (laughs) what a horrifically temporary existence or or put a spell in it i imagine yeah like a like is just amazed by the fact that the mouse in his pocket is still a mouse in his pocket yeah just keep whispering down to it how are you still there (laughs) won't be much longer if you don't feed it um good (laughs) do you think that they would be longing to try and find a way to return to their world I mean, it's we're still roleplay wise. We're still on the first day of arriving. Yeah, I don't think they're like incredibly fussed by it right now. I think it's a bit of a like, maybe it's a bit of a um, a Simba moment where they're like, oh, now I don't have to like have an expectation on me right now. I'm just gonna go and eat some bugs for a while. It is Simba? I just realized <laughs> yeah, the, the Lion King, part of the aristocracy. You are part of the aristocracy and you've <laughs> thrown it all away hakuna matata everyone hakuna matata <laughs> it's the circle of life <laughs> the circle of life. <laughs> uh, i'm sorry disney uh we this was entirely accidental um it's okay they stole it from shakespeare uh <laughs> slash um simba the white lion kimba kimba the white lion <laughs> do you know that no i have no idea there was like a like an anime way back before well not way back but definitely before lion king came out called kimba the white lion which has a very very similar plot to the disney's lion king no shade to disney like i love lion king but (laughs) absolutely was inspired at the least um yeah and who knows maybe we can work in some sort of tragic sad thing back there <laughs> um, in the future who, who's someone that they've lost that's important to mm. them that we can <laughs> that, that me i as a dm can really manipulate and pull some heartstrings <laughs> and ruin your day oh yeah um this is i feel like this is an important question and i would love to sit on it a bit longer and come back with that yeah great that's that's cool. Great. Perfect answer. <laughs> yeah. 
because I want it to mean something. I don't want it to just be who did I lose? Uh, pff, I don't know, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Steve. He was my local um, grocer. <laughs> now after that, I couldn't buy cabbages anymore. I didn't eat them, but it was just inconvenient that someone I knew died. Um... <laughs> uh, that's canon now. There is a dead grocer from your world called Steve the Grocer. <laughs> that's great. Everyone's talking about their trauma. You got Molly like. So what was all that thing with your family burning down in that dream sequence we just had? <laughs> oh, I know what it's like to lose someone. I lost Steve. <laughs> <laughs> they were cloud cabbages too. It's not like you can do anything with them. But <laughs> he's not really dead. He's just rejuvenated. But <laughs> all right, awesome. Do the water cycle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's back in the puddle. He's puddled. <laughs> That's what you call dead. It's like buried, but it's he's puddled. <laughs> like cremated or buried. You can get puddled or frozen. Sorry. <laughs> frozen is kind of grim. <laughs> Preserved, you know, like those people that turn themselves into diamonds when they die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, you couldn't really get cremated. Um <laughs> Evaporated. Although, although it's super easy to scatter your remains, you just sort of blow on someone really hard and they just dissipate. Love that. <laughs> the lack of structural integrity when you're about to die. So your cloud just floats apart. Yeah, people can see how close to death you are because you're like really thin and really transparent. <laughs> people are like, oh, they're not looking good. Um, oh, you're looking pale today. <laughs> are, they, are they ill? Like, should we should we keep a social distance? No, no. Uh, any joke that we do around that is going to age so quickly. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> oh God. Best case Don't scenario, it ages quickly. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, cool. On that lighthearted note. Um... <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for having this chat with me. Um, yeah. I. Yeah. I've enjoyed this a lot, and happy. I hope our listeners enjoy it too, because this is going to be a special release, so we can all get to know Arcus a little bit better, and of course, get to know you, Jules, as well. So, is there anything that you haven't already said in the podcast about yourself that you would like us to know? Um. Uh, I'm just a big nerd. <laughs> I'm just like a massive nerd. Uh, I'm into a lot of uh, a lot of things. <laughs> I have a lot of special interests, so <laughs> that's probably the the main thing about me. I'm just a, a massive nerd. <laughs> You're into anime, right? Uh, y- yes. <laughs> um, very much more so in high school. I uh, I like. I-, I would say that I I have an interest in foreign art anywhere like i i i being in new zealand you you inevitably do spend a lot of time looking at like almost every art that's mainstream as foreign anyway i do like new zealand cinema as well uh yeah cinema yep (laughs) i like new zealand art forms as well and i'm quite passionately into them but i would say that i have a lot of uh influences from a lot of different countries regardless of um sort of Whereabouts it is. Like my favorite directors currently are 
Taika, um, Guillermo del Toro, and uh, Bong Joon-ho. <laughs> That's kind of the holy trinity at the moment. Yeah, well, they're great. Um, uh, can you tell I like comedy horror? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but that's yeah. So that's like Spanish, um, well, yeah, Mexican slash Spanish heritage and New Zealand and uh, Korean. It's interesting that Parasite. Like I saw someone posting the other day about how big Parasite was and how it predicted everything, and I was just like, yes. But <laughs> Bong Joon Ho has done like four different movies that are all about society's uh, insecu- insecurities and fears of the time. And I think having a virus a pathogen has been very much on the cards as a big fear for us for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. Not the don't don't want to talk about it, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, that's just how it be. Sometime you think that it don't, but it do. <laughs> it do be that way. It really do be like that. <laughs> Sweet. Well, thank yeah, thank you very much um, for hashing this character out with me. It's all right. Thank you for making the time and for having me. So that's Arcus. They're made of literal droplets of water, uh, they're actually part of their world's aristocracy, and they miss their dear friend, Steve the Grocer. I'm really looking forward to see Jules and Arcus bringing a whole new direction, flavour, and perspective to our story. As always, a dope, sick, and fat thanks to our awesome Patreon supporters. Alex White Robinson, person who wants to stay anonymous, Robert Baldino, Wiring Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin, James Blyce, Sideshow, Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziggler, Roger Afamata, Sam Malcolm, Kydron Faust, Lauren Flake, Kydela, Rihanna Kabalsik, Kevin Swift, Ben Edwards, and Victoria and Gavin Porter. And don't forget to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, those are all at FateofIson, or email FateofIson at gmail.com if you want to say hey, you want to say hi, you want to say howdy howdy ho. Don't say those things. Uh, or go to our website, fateofison.com, where there's fan art, links to the wiki, uh, where you can learn about the gods of Ison that I forgot all about in this episode. Go and do that, ison.fandom.com. There's heaps of information there. Maybe you can remind me about a few things. Alrighty, see you next time everybody for Chapter 5, Episode 6. Unnecessary Evil is the source for all things evil. Whether it's tips to write a better villain or tips on how to be a better villain. Part of the Necropodicon Network. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce. Easy to listen.